0: Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, there they were. It was John and his disciples. They were listening to and questioning the two travelers who had run to their meeting place. The two men were speaking. And they had set out for Emmaus, but returned breathless and, of course, with astonishing news. John's mind was filled with wonder and hope, as the men described how the risen Jesus was made known to them through the breaking of the bread. You see, John had a growing hope. Could it actually be the growing hope that started with the women that were at the tomb early in the morning? Then he and Peter, they witnessed with their own eyes that the tomb was indeed emptied. And now these men from Emmaus, they returned with such fervor and excitement that John must have been getting excited himself. Could it be? Could it be that this Jesus is risen? And then it happened. Jesus himself stood among them, and he said to them, Peace be with you. And as Jesus showed them various signs, and he taught them, John and the others were filled with joy as their minds marveled. Then Jesus, he let them know what had to take place, that all that he went through, it had to be. John would later remember and understand and relate to us everything that Jesus suffered and endured and sprang forth from the Father's love. All that happened indeed, well, it had to happen, according to John. It happened because God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Using the Scriptures, Jesus explained the Father's love and purpose to John and to the others. John writes, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms, they must be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the word of God. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer, and on the third day rise from the dead, and repentance and forgiveness should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. For you are indeed my witnesses, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. You see, our text for today It is so wonderful. It is so, well, outstanding. Because as we go through and we look at this, we find that our test asks the question. It asks the question, who are you? Better yet, who are we? You see, the text reminds us that we have a place in this world It reminds us of our destiny. Verse 1 says it all. John writes, Consider this. The Father has given us His love. He loves us so much that we are actually called God's dear children. Have you ever thought about it? Why are we called God's children? We are called God's children because He loves us. We are his children because he has sent his one and only son. You see, John answered this question as he records for us the good news. In the gospel account, John records for us conversation. Conversation with a man, and you might remember him, Nicodemus, who secretly desired to know more about Jesus and his teaching. And in this conversation, Jesus repeatedly reminded Nicodemus of his baptism perhaps hinting to Nicodemus himself and his Pharisees and his brethren that they had rejected Jesus, rejected baptismal repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus told him, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Again, Jesus told him, unless one is born of the water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And finally, Jesus says something totally different to Nicodemus. He goes, do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Jesus continued to teach that the baptism we receive has a source in the Father's love, which springs forth from the lifting up of the Son of Man on the cross. You see, here's the thing. God loves you. That's why we are his children. God loves you, and this act is completely undeserved. It cannot be earned. Out of love, the Father sent his beloved Son to die in our place. Love caused Jesus to suffer, to bleed, and to be buried for you. And everyone who receives this love of God in baptism is made to be a child of God. Even though you and I are born in sin, God wills to make us be born again. On the account of his great love, his will to turn sinners into children. So what is it that you're saying, Pastor? Well, look what Jesus went through to make you and I his own. The season of Lent, and now Easter, we follow the way of the cross. To the sealed tomb. Three days later, we celebrate the resurrection. God's love for you. Again, this love makes you and I into God's children. I don't know about you, but it's an amazing thing to know that you are a child of God. You see, that sets you and I apart. God's love sets us apart. It sets us apart from the entire world. The world does not know Him. But you and I do. We no longer find our identity in things that are perishing in this world. By virtue of baptism, we bear our Heavenly Father's name. And our identity is found in His love. For we no longer live our lives seeking to fulfill the desires of our hearts. You see, Jesus has set us free. And in a few moments, we will be set free from the bondage of sin as we partake in the Lord's Supper. Through all of these things, you and I, as God's children, we experience the love of God through Christ. And God's children, we are quick to confess that we have sinned against God and other people. But here's the thing. It is by God's grace that we have been saved through faith. Today we celebrate a miracle. As we do every day, the miracle of Easter. God's love that gave Jesus to die and then raised him again takes hopeless people and gives them hope, living in love. It is truly hard to believe and that's why John calls us to reflect on this miraculous truth over and over and over again as I'm sure he did. You see, the Apostle John's life was transformed by the truth of Jesus' death and resurrection. It enables him to see what kind of love the Father has given to us. My dear friends in Christ, God loves you very much. God's love in Christ's death and resurrection was united to John in baptism through his body and blood of the Lord's Supper, and his identity was wrapped up in God's love for him. In the writing of the gospel account, John refers to himself as a disciple whom Jesus loved. You see, as a witness of God's love for the world, John couldn't help but eagerly persuade you to believe that this love, which he had witnessed, is also for you. So come and see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that even sinners should be called children of God. And so we are. Christ is risen. So go with the joy in your heart and the twinkle in your eye knowing that you are indeed a child of God. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit we say, Amen.